Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. I'm your host, Dr. Tana M. Session, founder of TanaMSession.com, organizational strategist, consultant, DEIB, thought leader, and media contributor. I am pleased and honored to welcome you to this episode where we are interviewing and sitting down and talking to Lisa Baker. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Tell everyone who you are. Thank you so much, Dr. Tana. I am honored to be with you. I am Lisa L. Baker. I am the founder of Ascentum, which is a Maryland-based coaching practice. I'm a speaker and ICF certified coach, and I get the privilege to help high-performing professional women, especially those who feel undervalued in their careers, to own their power, communicate their worth with confidence so that they crush barriers and achieve the promotion and pay they deserve. You sound like my kind of lady. (laughs) (laughs) Where were you when I was growing my career? (laughs) Right? We both needed us. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I needed you. I needed you. And I'm sure a lot of people still do. The one thing I've noticed about coaching, so my background's in HR, And I remember early in my career when we would align an executive or a manager with a coach, it was because there were some performance issues we were trying to uh, address and close some gaps, right? And over the years, coaching has really become more of a benefit. I've worked with clients now, companies where they've included coaching as part of their benefits package for, you know, certain levels within the organization. So now, it's a positive. It's not viewed as, oh my goodness, I'm in trouble. Or if I don't do or say the right things with this coach, I'm going to get fired. I think now people really started to realize that coaching is a, not just for the rich and wealthy. It's not just for the C-suite. Everyone should really look and try to see, you know, kind of based on where they are, are in their career, the benefits of having a coach. So talk to us about some of the problems that you solve in the world, Lisa. Oh, thank you. I couldn't agree more in terms of having a coach. One of the things I share with people is that when you really think about it, anyone who is great and who is at the top of their game in any industry or profession, one thing that they all have in common is that they have a coach and sometimes multiple coaches. And so if you want to be better, if you want to be great at anything, having a coach will get you there faster. So one of the problems that I help to solve in the world, as I mentioned, especially for high-performing professional women, is helping them to find their voice and own their power. Many times we are underrepresented, we feel undervalued, our voices aren't amplified or sometimes even heard when we are in male-dominated environments. And so that can cause someone who is even a top talent person to feel overlooked and like they're not getting what they deserve based on their skills, their strengths, et cetera. And as you know, women and particularly black women are earning about 67 cents on the dollar compared to our white male counterparts. And it's time for that to stop. So I'm helping women, especially our African-American sisters to get paid. Yes. We deserve to be paid. You know, we're, as of the recording of this show, we're in September of 2022. We just celebrated or acknowledged, rather, I won't even say we celebrated, we acknowledge National Black Women's Equal Pay Day um, because this is the time of year when women actually earn 
the equal, equal amount of what white men earned at the beginning of the year. So it took us longer this year than it did last year as a result of the pandemic and you know all the other aspects of what's been happening over the last two and a half years for us to match them dollar for dollar. We're almost at the end of the year. Like that's, yes. that's catastrophic. And when you think about it through a lifetime, you know, we're talking hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in lost income for Black women. So the yeah, sooner that's we learn, yeah, the sooner we learn how to ask and get our worth, the better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when, as you said, if you think about it, the average person has about a 40-year career. So if you add up all of those dollars over 40 years, it's close to $950,000 that we lose by being shortchanged. That's just on the salary. Now imagine what you could have done with an additional $950,000. If you invested it, think about the rate of return you can get on that money. So it is literally millions of dollars that we as African-American women are losing by not being paid equivalently to our white male peers. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, I don't want to take away from other women, right? So white women don't make the same amount of money as their white male peers, Asian That's women, right. Latina women, uh, indigenous women, you know, just women, period. Yeah, women, period. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You are right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what are some of the, the things that you've seen happen successfully for some of your clients after working with you, understanding how to own their power and, and ultimately taking that um, new energy back into the workplace. Tell us about some success stories. Oh yeah, I am so excited to share success stories. One, for example, is top of mind right now because I have a client who just got promoted and um, she wouldn't mind me sharing. Her name is Claudia. She, um, you know, again, top performer in her organization. Interestingly enough, her manager suggested that she get coaching. Mm. He was really ready to promote her. She happens just so happens to be a Hispanic female and he was ready to promote her, but he was getting a bit of pushback in the organization from individuals who thought that maybe she needed a little more polish. Maybe mm. she needed to refine her communication style. And that is such a common thing. So often when we communicate in the same way, for example, as a man might, it's perceived very differently coming from us. Yes. And so we are often trying to fit ourselves into the image of what someone else wants us to be or what they tell us we need to be in order to be successful. Yes. However, <laughs> I wholeheartedly <laughs> reject that idea. I find uh, that we are much more successful when we know who we are, when we stand tall and confident in what we bring to the table, and we communicate and operate in a way that is genuine and authentic to who we are. Mm -hmm. And that's what I worked on with her. We helped her to really understand how she can refine how she communicates so that it's still natural to her, but works in the environment that she's in. Right. Helped her to be more confident in who she is, because one of the things that I found with her, and it happens so often, is we're almost a bit embarrassed or ashamed or feel like our stories, our experiences don't measure up 
to our peers and others. And that's just simply not true. Mm -hmm. Our story, our experiences, whatever they are, are valuable. And owning that and communicating that with authority and power is absolutely essential to being seen as the thought leader and unique powerhouse that you are. I love everything about what you just said. Um, because it speaks to some of my own personal experience in corporate America, climbing that ladder, monkey bar, whatever they want to call it this day, the lattice, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and there's this thing called code switching, right? And, and oftentimes uh, women and people of color are the main ones who have to kind of fall into that, being you change pieces of who you are in order to assimilate into uh, the majority so that you are more accepted or viewed as less of a threat or less aggressive or emotional even, you know, all of the names that they like to put on us. Um, you, we, we try to eliminate the possibility of being viewed um, as different by switching parts of who we are, whether it's the way we talk, the way we dress, the way we wear hair, like all of those types of things. And so what you describe your client, Claudia, it's very similar to um, having that goalpost constantly moved, right? So right. as soon as you feel like you've checked all the boxes and you sit down to have that review and you're ready for that promotion, you know it's going in the right direction, there's another goalpost. It's been moved. You're like, wait, hold up. I got to do this, <laughs> this, this, and this now? Like, I've done all these other things and and now you just keep adding on, right? It's like, it's like you know, the adage of, you know, working twice as hard to get half as much. Um so, so Lisa, tell us a bit about how you got into this work, because from what I know about your background, you were in corporate America as well. Yeah, I was in corporate America. I spent 30 years in corporate America, mostly in Fortune 100 financial services companies. My last role, I was the senior vice president and general manager running the eBay credit portfolio, which was a two and a half billion dollar book of business. What I decided, though, is that it was time for me to make a shift, and I just decided to take a big leap and retire early. So I retired um, a little bit over a year ago. So it was March of, of 2021 when, when I retired. I was 54 years old at that time. And I share that because, you know, many people say, aren't you too young to retire? To which I say, no, mm -hmm. you can retire at any age as long as you can afford to fund your life. Congratulations to you. <laughs> Thank you. And what I realized to uh, Dr. Tana is that the part of my job that I really enjoyed the most was when I had the opportunity to speak to other leaders in the business, especially those up and coming um, folks in the organization to really mentor and coach and guide them and frankly help make the path smoother for those coming behind me. Mm -hmm. The fact that I made it to the executive ranks in corporate America, and in fact, I was the highest ranked African-American female in the business when I retired. Wow. It should be easier for the sisters and brothers coming behind me than it was for me. And I wanted to do that. And I felt I could be much more effective doing that outside the organization than inside. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. And that's similar to myself, although I'm not retired yet, but I'm on that path. <laughs> Ever since I turned 50, I was like, yeah, by the time I'm 55, I want to be retired by the time I'm 55. So everything I'm doing now is to work towards that goal. Yeah. Uh, even though I just started law school. So we'll talk about that later, but, 
<laughs> that might push that, that target out a couple of years, but we'll see. Um, so I want to share with you, I wrote this book and it's called Working While Black, A Woman's Guide to Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. And one of the things I noticed when I read more about your profile and the work that you do is you talked about owning your power. And within that book, which is based on um, this trademark coaching program that I have called Stop Being the Best Kept Secret, there's five components. And the number one component, what I tell people is the foundation of learning how to stop being the best kept secret is owning your power. And then we go into owning your truth, your healing, your worth, and ultimately your destiny. But how important is it to you for people to understand how to own their power? I think it is the most critical thing. And I'm so happy to hear that that's the number one um, item in your program and in the book, because it's essential. Your power comes from, I believe, first of all, operating in your area of greatness. And we all have an area of greatness. That's that space where three things come together, your strengths and those things that you are just naturally gifted at. There's something that all of us are better at than most people. Mm -hmm. Then the other area is your passion. What you just love to do when you think about, you know, what you would do, even if you weren't paid to do it, because you just love it. And then the third thing that is often overlooked, and that is purpose. I think we each were created for a wonderful and powerful purpose. And when you put your purpose together, that why you're here, the impact that you're meant to create on the world with what you're great at doing, those natural gifts and talents that you have, and you love doing it, that's powerful. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I feel like I didn't really come into that on my own until I left corporate America. I think, and I've had clients who've offered me jobs and I tell them like, I would be the worst employee. I think I'm chronically unemployable right now, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think about it and I'm like, I don't know that they can handle all this power. <laughs> you know, I don't think they're ready as much as they like me as a consultant. It's different to have me in house. Right. So it's very different it's when you're very, on the inside. Yeah. Mm -hmm, very different. So I'm always flattered when I get an offer, but I just respectfully decline. I'm like, let's just keep this relationship going over here. I think we'll get along better as a consultant client. Um, so I want people to know how they can get in touch with you, Lisa. Please tell them the best way to reach you, um, where you are on social, and you know who's your ideal client. Like who's the person that should be reaching out to Lisa to learn how to own their power? Yeah, my ideal client is again. You are if you are a professional woman. And you have been working for a number of years and you've come to the place where you realize that you, you should be further along. You know you deserve to earn more money than you're making. You've gone to the leaders in your company and you've asked for feedback and you get feedback that is um, not really helpful. Mm -hmm. You're told generic things like, well, you just need to be more strategic or you hear, hey, you're high potential. We want to invest in you, but you got to give it more time. If you're getting that kind of feedback and you know uh, that you deserve more and you are over it, you're my kind of client. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. Yes. So you can find me on LinkedIn. I love to make new connections. I think it's essential for success. And so I am Lisa L. Baker 
on LinkedIn. You can also follow my company, Ascentum, on social media. And Ascentum is spelled A-S-C-E-N-T-I-M. I am all about helping you ascend from one level of success to the next on your own terms. And you can follow me at Ascentum on Instagram and on LinkedIn, and I would be happy to connect. Perfect. Well, Lisa L. Baker, thank you so much for being here for an episode of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. Everyone, I'm your host, Dr. Tana M. Session. Um, feel free to follow me at tanamsession.com. My new book is available, which by the way, just want to put the New York City Big Book Award uh, for 2022. So be sure to check it out at uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Target, and of course my website. And it is Working While Black, a woman's guide to stop being the best kept secret. Thank you everyone for being here for another episode of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. And I look forward to seeing you back again soon.